Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Ah, uh, that's the wrong document. Where did mine... Uh, there we go. Sorry, everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about spiritual magic, the law of attraction, the art of allowing, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how best to enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, crazy, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. Uh, this is season two, and it's, I think, if I'm correct, this is episode 27. Um, we're, record, we're recording this on what is this, Sunday, November 21st. I'm not exactly sure when it goes live because our schedule's been so wonky uh, in season two in terms of when we're recording it and when we play it. But sometime in December, I think, 2021. It could anyway. be December 6th. Yes. Um, we want to thank you for listening to us. If you're listening to us in the podcast version on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts. Or, and also thank you if you're watching us on the Co-Creation Station YouTube channel. Um, one of the ways you can help other people find our podcast is by doing whatever the platform you're listening to us on or watching us on uh, allows you to like us, subscribe to us, uh, give us a review, follow us, whatever it is. Um, so we would appreciate if you do that just so we can uh, get the message to more people and we'd be very grateful to you for that. My name is Colin. I am a uh, musician, tarot, oracle, card reader, and teacher based in North Hollywood, California. My name is Stephanie Orlina, and I am a transformational life coach, and I help people shift away from negative thinking, and their inner and outer worlds transform. And I am in beautiful San Diego, California. And each week here on Co-Creation Station, we start our conversation from a different jumping off point. And for this week's episode, we decided to choose as a jumping off point something we've been, we've referenced over the last, a couple times over the last four or five episodes, uh, not exactly sure when, but recently, which is Abraham's, uh, Abraham Hicks, her concept of the grid, which if you have ever been to an uh, Abraham Hicks workshop or you've listened to them on YouTube or whatever, um, if you listen to enough of them, you'll invariably hear about her concept of the grid. Um, and I put it on the list of things I would like to talk about and devote a full episode to it if we can, because it's been very helpful to me. Um, we just, uh, but Stephanie and I, in the friend time, just to let you know what just happened, we, we wanted to refresh our memories. So we listened to like a three and a half minute uh, video on YouTube of Abraham talking about at a very high level, like what the grid is and how to utilize it. Um, so Stephanie, you were going to say something that you liked something that Abraham said in the course of that video that you wanted to highlight. Yeah. Um, so Abraham said, practice the vibrational frequency of well-being. And as the video was going and Abraham started to say that, I thought Abraham was going to say, practice the vibrational frequency of what you want. And, and it blew my mind because that wasn't what Abraham said, instead said of well-being. And I was like, because oh, that, doing that just softens any resistance we may have of like trying to make it happen. I got to make this whatever it is, you know, I want. Where if I just practice the vibrational frequency of well-being, 
then whatever it is that I want can just flow to me. And that, you know, I've often said this before, like that's part of the, the mystery and magic of life is that if I knew everything that was coming, how it was coming, when it was coming, it'd get kind of dull and it wouldn't be as exciting and as enjoyable, but that I never know how or when, you know, sometimes I do, I shouldn't say never, but that's kind of cool. And I'll be like, I'll tell you, Oh my God, Colin, da, 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 da. or you'll say, you know, you've done that twice this week. It's like, Oh my God, I can't believe this thing happened. And, and that like, excitement and joy. And, um, it's just, it's, it's a great feeling. So, but, but that practice of vibrational frequency of well-being, if I can do that, then I'm in a state of um, joy or happiness or whatever, appreciation. I'm in that higher frequency and then I'll just, I'll feel good and then more like cool things will happen. Yeah. I mean, this isn't specifically about the grid, I don't think, but it's related, um, and that's one of the things that drew me to drew me uh, drew my or caught my attention or caught my interest about Abraham specifically because I had my first exposure to even hearing about the law of attraction was watching the film The Secret, and I was really jazzed about it. And I used some of the tools that they covered in The Secret um, after watching it, and they worked with like kind of I mean I'm generalizing here, but they worked kind of haphazardly. And so sometimes they work, sometimes it, from my perspective, it looked like sometimes it was working, sometimes it wasn't, but I was doing the same thing. So I was confused as to like, why is it working sometimes and not others? And I think the thing that I heard Abraham say that like turned the, the biggest light bulb on me, on for me, even to this day about the law of attraction and using the art of allowing, like the skill set of how best to work with the law of attraction, um, was that whole thing about just visualizing what you want and telling the universe on its own sometimes isn't the way to go because if i have resistance operative i just doubt yeah doubt fear thoughts and beliefs that it's not going to show up yeah, i don't deserve yeah. it it's too much whatever um if i practice the same sort of things i try to practice um, from the secret, but I have resistance, the process of like thinking about the thing that I want actually activates the resistance because when I like, as I just constantly use the car example, um, I don't actually want a new car right now, but <laughs> I have many times in the past wanted a new car. Um, so if I want a new car, but I have, but my main thoughts are about the car, which are generating the same sort of sets of feelings about the car, emotions about the car. If my main thoughts are, oh, I've always had a crappy car, I can never afford a nice car, no one in my family's ever afforded a really nice car, we've always had kind of, you know, mediocre cars, and I guess that's all I deserve. Like, if that's what I'm really thinking, I can look at pictures of the new car I want all day long. I can write out affirmations saying, I deserve a great car, yeah. and, but the problem is when I when I look at the picture of the car I want, or I read the affirmation, what I, the thoughts that are getting triggered by that are actually the opposite of it. It's like yeah. I can read an affirmation that says, "I know I deserve an amazing car that I love because the universe is abundant in all ways," or whatever. I can read that affirmation 
but it's possible that my brain will immediately replace that thought with, yeah, but you don't deserve it. Or, or yeah, but nobody and in it's family so ever has subtle. I don't even know it's happening. Exactly. It's, it's or odd. that I it's like that knee jerk reaction. Like I've thought it so many times yeah. that I don't even realize that they're playing. Yeah. But I can tell by how I'm feeling. Yeah. Whether the thought is serving me or not, because if I feel bad, yeah. then the, whatever that thought is that provoked that feeling of not feeling good is not serving me. Where yeah. just the opposite, if I if I look at the car and I get excited, that whatever thoughts I'm thinking are serving me, and and so that's why like I love when Abraham talks about don't try to figure out the thoughts like some like I'm starting to get to that place where I'll notice like oh that thought feels bad oh ooh okay yeah um, but if but at the beginning I couldn't and so it was more about oh let me just try and notice when I'm feeling good and when I'm not yeah and just go by how I'm feeling. Yeah, and that, that was a radical concept to me. And when I was your client, as, as when you were my life coach, um, we worked on that a lot, I remember, which was I, even though I understood intellectually the concept of if I am trying to manifest something, if there's something I, I truly, my heart truly desires it, um, to, to bring it into my life. If I have resistance around that, it's actually a bad idea to think about the actual thing. Like yeah. it's a bad idea to think yeah. about the, the new car because looking at the picture of the car I want generates those thoughts of I don't deserve it, generates the emotions of feeling inadequate, pain, yeah. sadness, whatever. And that's actually going to delay the car getting to me. Um, it's better if I just almost like just write down on a piece of paper, like dear universe, I would really love this car. And then like fold that piece of paper up put it in a box yeah. and go watch my favorite TV show or go to the beach and play with my dog or what, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever. my joy is, you yeah. know, play with my little kids if I have little kids, you know, um, because that, like the universe doesn't, the universe isn't as, uh, what did I say, like technical as we are. Like if I want to build, you know, let's say I'm a furniture builder and I want to build a chair, I actually do have to create plans for a chair and I have to buy the materials for a chair and I have to put them together so that they look like a chair. Um, but the universe is way smarter and more mysterious and magical than that. And so it doesn't need me to think about that new car and only that new car all day long in order to send me the new car. It can read my instructions kind of. And I think that's what the grid is to me. Like that, okay. it's just one example, but writing it down on a piece of paper and folding it up and putting it away, for me, that's an example of constructing the grid meaning okay. i'm sort of telling the universe this is what i would like but i understand my job is not to do the whole thing you know i'm not going to build the whole chair yeah um i'm going to just outline it for you and then i'm going to do my part to just feel good as often as i can and that will allow you to fill in the grid meaning bring the details you know the physical details that appear in clock human clock and calendar time in ways that we can touch and feel and objects and things like that. Like so then practicing, time. so then practicing the vibrational frequency of well-being is a part of the grid. Like the, the it's, it's, is that like, would that be buying the wood or would that, would that be <laughs> what, what, when you give that analogy of like building a chair, it's the what, plans. I think the grid is the plans. 
Okay, the grizzly plan. So what is the practicing the vibrational frequency of well-being? Where does that, would you well, say? That's letting the universe bring the wood, bring the nails, put it together. Yeah. 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 And I think that's, you know, I'm glad you asked it that way because I think that's why so many of us struggle with it, right? Because it's, when you really think about it, it's like we're doing 1%, like creating the grid of just telling I know. I remember you writing that down on something and then yeah. sending me the image of that in via text. And I just love that. Like, yeah, because the universe is going to do 99% most of the time, but we're raised in a culture of. The reverse. Us to do everything. We have yeah, to do no, everything. I have to do 99% and, and God will do 1%. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's that whole, um, Kelly always quotes Florence Govelshin. Oh, you silly humans. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's like, because so many, I, it's, it's funny too, because so many of the most important things in life are, have that aspect that if you, even if you think about it logically, intellectually, obviously there's this massive piece that's beyond your control like when if you're looking for a new job you have no idea what company you're going to end up at no idea what your boss is going to be like no idea how many interviews you're going to have to go like you literally have no idea if now we accept that if you have the qualifications and you'll put together a decent looking resume and you do you know you do the steps that are conventionally understood yes that most likely will lead you to getting a job at some point but the when, the who, the where, the why, all those things, all the people that you're going to meet at that company, all that. Obviously, that is what gets filled in. That's what gets filled the in grid. the grid. Okay. You're telling the universe, I, you know, I would like a new job. I would like to earn this kind of salary. I would like to do this kind of work. I would like to work with good people. Yeah. yeah. I'd like a to feel happy company. in my work, whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. the grid. And then, you know, you then letting, you know, being happy and, you know, again, just looking at the sunset and taking a walk on the beach and playing with your dog. Like that's what allows, that's, that's all you have to do. The universe is going to fill in the details with it's this company, it's this job, it's this specific salary, it's this coworkers, all that stuff. And don't you think that it's practice? And I'm hoping that as we're talking, people are remembering instances in their life when they've had situations like that. Yeah. where you know they wanted something they didn't know how it was going to happen and then it happened yeah um because i i think like the more it happens the more i'm like oh of course right like yeah. i remember a friend years ago would say um you know because sometimes I'm like oh my god i can't believe that happened she said her aunt would say but of course but of course it did. you know like how oh no it was how usual instead of how unusual how usual i love that yeah. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's just uh, recently when things have happened that I've been really surprised that I've wanted or whatever, I'll stop for a moment after I'm really thankful and excited about it and just be like, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't imagine it have happened that happening that way. Like never, yeah. you know, and then just being like, yeah, and it's, that's not my job to figure out how, like, yeah, you know, and, and, and you know, there's, and let me just say, and yeah. it's like, I don't have to know how in order for it to happen. Yeah. I think that's one of the most important parts of the grid metaphor for me is that um, it, it sort of visually illustrates how little detail I need to know. You know, like if we're talking about a grid, it's literally like I just draw a lot, a square in the ground, you know, like that's all I'm doing. Like yeah. and everything in the middle is the universe's uh, is the universe's deal, you know? And I think, again, like, 
it's easy to look at the building the chair metaphor and think like most things in life like you know that are, are important to us are like that but they're not like it most like you as a life coach know like and me as a tarot oracle card reader i know this as well it's like whenever you ask whenever i ask like is there any particular topic in your life you'd like information from the cards on it always it, i mean not always but it almost always falls into one of these few things it's i want to attract a new romantic partner um and and relationship or i want to attract a new job or i need i would really like um a specific large sum of money to do something that's very important to me or uh, i need a new car or some form of new, new transportation or i need a new home and it's like it's and i just feel like if you're a human being in this world in this time like those are the those are the big ticket items that you're concerned about you know you want to be in a nice home you want to be in a nice relationship with a nice romantic partner. You want to have a nice uh, vocation or job or whatever. And, you know, you want to have enough money and, you know, and you want to have, you know, transportation that gets you where you need to go and you feel good about. And all of those things, pretty much, there's, there's an obvious, like, beyond your control element to it. Like, if you go looking for a house or an apartment, there's no way you could draw like a schematic of like, this is the exact apartment that I want and I want it to be on the street and whatever. Like you couldn't get that specific. You can say, I'd like to live in this neighborhood and I'd like a two bedroom and I'd like it to be built within the last 10. You know, you can have those sorts of things. But, you know, obviously you're going to have to go look at apartment. You're going to have to go on Craigslist and look at apartments. You're going to have to get a realtor and look at homes. And like, there will be this mystery element to it. And, and at one point you'll walk into a house and you'll be like, <gasps> This is the that happened that for wanted, me. Right? Yeah, yeah. I remember um, I was looking to buy a condo, and um, someone had said to me, "We'll write a list of what you want." And so I wrote a list of everything I want wanted, and uh, and then I went and started looking at condos. And I remember one of the last ones I looked at, I couldn't find, there was always something wrong with them. With one of, I didn't even like the area, didn't like the way the look. I remember the last one I saw, the floor was uneven. The realtor was there and I'm like, and I kept walking by this spot and I'm like, this floor, and she just tried to like dismiss it or oh, can't be or whatever, you know. And then she goes, who's your realtor? And I go, I don't have one. She goes, you're here. You you shouldn't be here like by yourself. You're supposed to be looking at places with a realtor. I don't know. She just reamed me. And so after that, I went, I went to work and, um, and my coworker at the time, um, did real estate part-time and he's like, I'll take you. And the first place he took, so I had already seen like eight or nine condos by this time. And the first place he took me to, I remember walking in and I was like, Oh, I just loved it. And I'm like, oh my God, I could do this. And then, and he goes, it's not yours. But in my mind and the way I was talking, it was as if it was mine. And it ended up being that was like, I bought that condo and loved it and everything. So, um, you know, write the list and then just do yeah. the next indicated thing, which is kind of like what you were saying about the grid. Yeah. So there's like that perimeter, right? Yes. And then well, what's the next indicated step? Like what feels right to do next? And I think the other thing is sometimes I think what Abraham was saying in the video that we watched is it's really great if you can start practicing consciously working that way. In other words, consciously saying, okay, I'm only going to do the grid. And then I'm my only other job after that, I'm going to start practicing feeling good so that I let the universe fill it in. But I've also had experiences. I've had many of these where... I fill in the grid 
and then I'm convinced that I found what should go in it. <laughs> I found the apartment I should have. I found yeah. the job I should have. I've had friends do this too. You know, like they, they'll tell me like they went to a job interview and they're like, this is the one, Colin. It was so amazing. They had everything I want and whatever. And it's so easy to feel that way. And, and it's, I think it's distracting sometimes because we, you know, you and I, not preach, but we talk about like, no, check in with yourself. Like, yeah, I was going to say intuition, right? right? Meditation. But, but the, the, the but there is there's no way we can know every little detail. In other words, you can go to the interview and you can love the person who interviewed and you can love the company and you can love the building they were in and you can love everything that person said, but you don't know that there might be just a random like toxic worker who's in the cube that would be next yeah. to you if you got that job. Yeah. But what happens for us is if we felt that way about the interview and then we find out we don't get the job, we're like, oh, so the universe isn't gonna fill in the grid? Well, that's just great, you know? And it's like, the universe always fills in the grid. You just have to chill. <laughs> you know? I remember I was looking for an apartment. Um, I, I lived in a, multi-bedroom house with housemates for the first five years I lived here and then uh, the person who had the lease on the house decided to leave and I didn't want to stay so I was gonna I've been wanting to find my own place anyway so it was like an excuse to like go look for my own place but I had a very tight deadline I had like 30 days and I had to like find a place move in everything and I remember I found this place out in Glendale which is a great area of Los Angeles and it was a it was a decent apartment, it but it had like sixty percent of what I wanted. And I oh, wow. looking back now, I can see I was a little bit in my like not trusting the universe to give me everything I wanted. And and then the time crunch too, like did that play a part in oh, 100%. it? Like oh, I should take I this because my yeah, yeah time's running out. I'm not gonna find yeah. something. Yeah, I was desperate, which that's that was resistance for me. You know, like that. You know, it yeah. It's, because in human mind, well, if it's not here yet, I don't have enough time. And I've, I've mentioned this before, like oftentimes for me, God will come in right at the last minute. It feels like the last yeah. minute, but at the appropriate time. Yeah. But in my human mind, I feel like, what should be happening now? Or it can't happen. It's be too late. La, la, la. And... Yeah. And it was this weird scenario because I couldn't, the one thing I couldn't confirm um and there was this bizarre thing because there's this sort of scam that happened it might happen in other cities i don't know there's there's a lot of scamming with people par, um, apartment hunting in los angeles and i was aware of this and one of the tips that they tell you to avoid getting scammed is make sure that everything is clear in terms of like when like look up the building in public records make sure that the owner of the building matches up with the name of, oh, wow. you know, like the, there may be a property management company handling the showing the apartment, but make sure when they, when you ask them, who's the owner, they tell you who's on the, the deed or whatever. Wow. And, um, it's so funny because, so I did that with the person that sh this, this guy showed me the apartment. I wanted to take it. He told me there were two other people interested. So again, there was even more pressure, Yeah. which could have been not true. You know? Right. Right. But, um, it's LA, so I mean, you know, we have a pretty high demand here. But um, I went and looked up the property company or, or the owner online in public records, and I asked him who the owner was, and he said a different name. Yeah. And I 
said to him, like, you know, that's not the name that's on the public records, um, you know, and he said, oh, yeah, well, actually, like, the owner of this building actually sold it to his cousin or something, and they have a different last name, but it is the same family, and now they all use my property management company, so that's cor that is the correct, you know, you're looking at the correct thing. And the thing is, this guy seemed honest, but I was like, eh. So yeah. there was some other step. I asked him for some additional paperwork um, to, to prove, you know, the ownership. And he said, well, that's going to take me a couple of days and I can't hold the apartment for you. And I said, I understand. And so he got me the documentation, but somebody else had made an offer before. And so I lost the apartment and I found out that he was legit, which is what it seemed like. Yeah. And I was crushed. I was crushed because I was convinced like that was my apartment mm. and it was the best compromise. I was going to, you know, 60% of what I wanted. Yeah. Glendale's a nice area. You know, it's like, oh, darn it. You know? Yeah. And I was convinced and, and I was sort of in that mode of like, well, look, I filled in the grid universe. I mean, I did the grid and then you failed to fill it in. Like I found grid. <laughs> I found out that he filled in. Oh, God, that sounds so funny, but we've all thought it, right? Not to fill it in that way. But then what happened is the next part, but I had this, this, sorry, I started this point a long time ago, but this was to, this story was to explain the phenomenon of sometimes I'm not allowing the universe to fill in the grid and it will deliver me an experience like that, which I view in the moment as like disappointment, like, oh, this isn't how it's going to go. But what the result of that disappointing experience is, I let go. I, I relax. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I lost my agenda because my agenda was attached to that specific right, how, you right. know, those specific details. I lost it. So then I'm actually in a place of openness, you know, like Abraham suggests. Right. And then the universe is like, oh, you're open. You don't have an attachment to details. Okay, now I will fill in the grid even better. And this, the place I live in now had everything I wanted. Yeah, Literally nice. Everything on my list. Nice. You know? Yes. It was. It was in the neighborhood I wanted to live in. It was. I mean, it had more space. It had yeah. newer things. It was really. It's. It's like a much better place. And uh, I think that's the thing. It's like I don't always do what Abraham recommends. Meaning, I don't always just draw the grid and take my hands off and go, okay, you've well, built it and, But this isn't but, about always, right? right? This is just about practicing it more. Right. I love when Abraham says, even if you're doing 51%, yeah. you're on the, you're yeah. leaning towards the direction. <laughs> yeah. Then, then doing it, you know, 51% in the other way. Yeah. Um, and yes, cause Abraham talks about that, about how a lot of last a lot of times thinking things happen in the last minute because that's when we just throw up our hands and yeah. we're like, Oh, well, forget it. And then it's like the yeah. wall has been dropped and now what's been there the whole time can flow in. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just remembering another example from my love life um, where I had gone on a dating app. This was several years ago and I had not felt very good when I, I knew that I got on the dating app, out of like um like a a day where I was feeling lonely and desperate, and so I went on the app and I created my profile and I started clicking on people and then I sort of set it aside and then after I did that I realized and I even might have talked to you or I talked to other people and I said oh you know I shouldn't have gone on the dating app this weekend it's like I didn't go on feeling like confident and I'm open and I'm just want to meet people and see where the universe takes me I was like desperate and lonely and like I want a girlfriend. 
and I, I know myself like that's not a good vibration to get on the app dating apps with because then I will meet other people who either are exactly like that they're also desperate and lonely and that's not a good scenario or there's some sort of compliment to that like they are dysfunctional and like you know getting into dysfunctional relationships with people who are desperate and lonely or something yeah. I don't know. but anyway I remember but I had made I had been chatting with people and so I had made three dates three first dates, you know, first coffees, like very yeah. you know, minimal. Great. <laughs> and I remember, so I sort of realized after I made the third coffee date, like, oh, like I should not have gone on the dating app this weekend. <laughs> what was I thinking? So I, I deleted everything and everything, but I said, but I'm a Virgo and I'm keep my appointments as much as I can. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'm not going to flake on these people. I'm going to yeah. go and who knows, yeah. you know, but yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I was convinced that all three of them probably were going to be bad matches for me because of yeah. the energy with which I had found them yeah. uh, that I was in when I found them. And so I went on the first date and it was a perfectly nice time, but I was like, yeah, not a match. <laughs> went on the second date and I was like, yeah, not a match. And I remember thinking on the third one, um, you know, I don't need maybe I should just call this person and say, you know what, I, I apologize for any inconvenience or disappointment, but you know, like I'm just, I'm not, you know, I, I went on the app when I shouldn't have or something. Yeah. And I was like, ah, you know, and I, I remember thinking, I'm just going to go and it's not going to work out. And, but I'll have a good time and I'll have a good conversation. I'll just come home. I think that's like a show I wanted to watch on TV when I got home. And I was really thinking about that. I was like, yeah, after I get this coffee over with, I'm going to come home and watch that episode of that show. It's going to be really good. <laughs> and then that person and I completely hit it off. Oh. And had a, I mean, we, it didn't work out long term, but we had yeah. a great, you know, year together, whatever. A lot of oh, wow. experiences. Okay. Yeah. And I just always remember that of like, I had completely let go. Like, I went on the date thinking, like, there's no, not in a bad way, like, oh, I know this person won't like me or whatever, but just like, mm -hmm. I don't care. And in a good way, in a sense of like, I'm just going to show up and be present, and I, I don't have any attachment to the outcome. And it's just interesting that that, you know, lo and behold, that's when something sparked and something actually took hold, you know? Yeah. Well, even that, because you were in that energy when you created that, your profile, yeah. you still allowed in someone. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's cool because I mean, that person ended up being the one you were just like, okay, I'm just yeah. going to show up and then I'm going to go home. Yeah. Um, and you know, you dated for a year, but still it would, so it's interesting, you know, maybe yeah. there was that 51, obviously there was that 51% yeah. there that it leaned towards more of what you wanted. That's a well, cool that's story. The, I think that's true. You know, and I, I really like in the secret when Michael Beckwith says, you know, don't get scared when you learn about the law of attraction because you know that you have a lot of negative thoughts. Like one of the good things is that a positive thought is like a hundred times more powerful than a negative yeah. thought. Like they've actually tested that, you know, with people's brainwaves, like, yeah. and um, that this is American Science English for you. <laughs> not true. Um, uh, but I love that because I think that's true. It's like, there's no, I, I've had so much negative programming in my early life. Like it's, I don't even really feel like it's a realistic goal that I'm going to have, you know, a month where I just never have a negative thought, you know, it's like, it's going to happen, yeah, but I'm right. thinking positive thoughts more often, right. I'm feeling better more often. And yeah. that 
that's that has way more of a shift towards the positive Absolutely. than my negative thoughts do towards the negative. So even yeah. though I was in this kind of little desperate, lonely place, yeah. when I was going on the app and creating my profile, I probably also did have some sort of positive vibration about Yeah, you, you know, did. You had general, to have. To, yeah. In general, yeah. I'm open and I'd like to meet somebody and if yeah. somebody's cool and yeah. they think I'm cool, that'd be great. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Some, yeah, so, yeah. Cool. Well, do you feel like we... We, we, I feel good. No, you, you, you're absolutely right. We did. Yes. We yeah. definitely covered the grid way more than the last two times that we intended okay. to cool. talk about yeah. it. And like, we just kind of like sprinkled a little, yeah. but yeah, you're absolutely right. We totally did. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yay. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you listen to the podcast version and thank you so much for watching. If you watch this on YouTube, um, if you did watch us on YouTube, if you want to leave us a comment, uh, we try to respond to every single one if we can. Um, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to contact us, you can send us an email at co-creationstation1111, that's four number ones in a row, at gmail.com. Um, if people want to find you specifically, Stephanie, how could they do so? www.powerinjoy.com, P-O-W-E-R-I-N-J-O-Y. And I have a free 30-minute discovery session. We can talk and discuss what you're needing and wanting. And you can always follow me or message me. Send me a direct message if you want on Instagram at Colin with two L's underscore Daniels underscore Worcester, which is spelled W-O-R-S-T-E-R. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We wish you all a very prosperous, happy, and peace and wonderfulness-filled weekend. Week. Why did I say weekend? Week. Because we're in Sunday. <laughs> I know, but it's like the end of our weekend. Yeah, that's okay. I think it's because when we're recording this in the United States, it's about to be Thanksgiving this coming weekend. So I'm right. already into Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but have a great week. Um, yeah, I was going to say happy Thanksgiving if you celebrated, but it was already like three weeks ago by the, right, by the time it shows um, up. Should we say happy holidays, I guess, now? Yeah, happy anyway. December. Yeah. Happy <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time on Co-Creation Station. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you.